He's a host for Fox Sports Radio, one of the best guys in the business, so talented, knows college basketball like no one else. He's an encyclopedia, some would say an almanac of college basketball, an excellent source for entertainment and sporting news and great takes. It is the wonderful Aaron Torres. You can find him on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. Aaron, how's it going today? Ryan Fenley, it's going well, man. Uh, busy day, uh, fun day. In college hoops, the news keeps rolling. And uh, great news for uh, UCLA. I would add, Brian Fenley broke the news to me because I was trying to figure out how to use Zoom at about <laughs> 10 o'clock this morning. And Brian Fenley casually says, oh, yeah, UCLA picked up a transfer, blah, 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 blah. Next thing I go in social media, I knew Johnny Juzang was getting ready to commit. I didn't know it would be at that moment. But he is, in fact, a Bruin. See, it's fascinating because you know Johnny Juzang as well as anyone that's documented and followed college basketball. And yes, this was, and at the same time, the one-year anniversary for Mick Cronin taking over the job. And so what were you doing, Aaron, a year ago today or right around this time? Yeah, I was telling you off air, uh, it was the day after the Virginia-Texas Tech National Championship game. Uh, I'm going to do a sick name drop here. And I was actually getting ready to uh, be on the herd with Colin Cowherd. Colin's a great friend of mine, great mentor of mine. And, um, you know, I was getting ready to go on air and I was texting with somebody who I think was in the running for the job right down to the wire, one of the final two, three candidates. And I was texting him and I said, hey, I'm going on with the herd. And, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, da -da -da -da, where do we stand? And he said, don't even bother. Mick Cronin got the job. And I said, are, are you positive? And by the time I got the text back, it was all over social media. So by technicality, I think I had the news a little bit before us, some of the other insiders, but uh, UCLA with a great hire, as we discussed the last time you had me on, uh, I think year one was phenomenal. It was a success. And now the talent keeps rolling in for Mick Cronin. It does. And you were so kind to introduce me to TJ Leaf and his family because we had him on earlier today and I asked him about Mick Cronin and he said he's doing an awesome job and loves the way Mick Cronin can seemingly be your best friend but also push you really hard like he's found that marriage of like yeah. trying to get the most out of his players and at the same time being there for them now it has been that one year since he took over and usually when you have an anniversary you might be given a gift and I think you could argue that he got a pretty good one and a sure. transfer that you know all too well Aaron and Johnny Juzang a man coming from Kentucky what should Bruin fans expect with a guy of this caliber of talent well, I think Bruins fans are probably pretty familiar with Johnny Juzang. Um, ironically, he played in the same AAU program as TJ Leaf, the Compton Magic. Uh, a lot of Magic players, uh, Jules Bernard still on the roster, uh, Jalen Hill still on the roster. Johnny Juzang played with all those guys. And to make a long story short, you know, UCLA had really been actively recruiting him throughout the front end of his high school career. And I think if, if Steve Alford had stayed in place, I think there was a very good chance that Johnny Juzang would have been a Bruin from the time that he committed. But uh, two factors worked against UCLA the first time. Steve Alford was fired, and Johnny Juzang decided to reclassify, was originally part of the 2020 high school class, and then reclassified to 2019. And when he decided to go to 2019, I just don't think that Mick Cronin and his staff had enough time to build a relationship, to build a trust in the family. Not saying they're not trustworthy people, 
just saying there wasn't enough time. Johnny Juzang ends up at Kentucky. Uh, but for a number of factors, he wanted to get closer to home, and I think that was the biggest factor. I think he just – he was 3,000 miles away. He got to Kentucky late. Um, and I think being home during this coronavirus epidemic played a role in him wanting to stay uh, close to his home here in Southern California. So he comes to UCLA and he's going to be a nice piece and a big addition going forward. Now, whether it's going to be for the 2021 season or whether he has to sit out remains to be seen, but he is a big piece and another talented piece for UCLA and McCronin. Aaron Torres joins us here on Locked on Bruins. He's a Fox Sports radio host, a, a great guy and a colleague at FSR, knows college basketball like no other. I'm Brian Fenley. And, of course, you can find Aaron on Twitter, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Brian Fenley. Speaking of that ability of having that eligibility right away or having to wait, I know he has been open about wanting to play right now, and he's put in a, a, a waiver for that. Take us through the complications of how that is going to come about and the chances you think he will be able to be eligible right away. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because it is relatively unprecedented, you know, this coronavirus. So for people who don't know, uh, when you transfer, as of right now, the rule is that if you're not a graduate, you have to sit out for a year, right? It's, that rule is probably going to change here in the foreseeable future, but it might not happen for next season. And so in the past, what has happened is a player has had to apply for a waiver. And there's kind of a number of variables that, that can come into play as to why the waiver would be passed. Uh, you know, there's a family situation. You want to be closer to home. Maybe there is with Johnny Juzang. I don't know. I don't think so. Um, if you can prove that basically you were, quote, unquote, run off from the program, as in, uh, you know, they were essentially going to pull your scholarship or, you know, you were promised something and then they changed their word, um, you know, you can get a waiver. And then on top of that, if the, co the opposing coach signs off on it, you can also get a waiver. So Kentucky had a kid last year around this time, Jamal Baker, from California, transferred to Arizona, was given a waiver right away. John Calipari signed off on it. What's interesting about this one, I was told this when Johnny Juzang um, originally announced his transfer, was very simply this, is that it's going to be hard for his new school or for Johnny Juzang to make the argument that he was quote-unquote runoff, that there was no role for him at Kentucky, when John Calipari, and you can go read the press release, very much said, we love to have Johnny here. If he decides he wants to come back, he will always have a place here. That doesn't sound like a kid that was runoff or didn't have a spot on the team. I can tell you with certainty, a major power program, Power Five on the West Coast, decided not to pursue Johnny Juzang because they did not believe they could get him eligible for next season. Um, and with their scholarship stuff, it just didn't make sense for it to have him sit out with, you know, with their roster construction and all that stuff. So I know at least one program that said thanks, but no thanks to Johnny Juzang uh, because they didn't think they could get him, get him eligible. And so because of it, I think it'll be an interesting battle. But what I would also add is that, as I said a minute ago, with this coronavirus, there's so much uncertainty. You know, if he wanted to argue that being home, he realized the importance, whatever, he didn't feel safe traveling. Who knows what the reasoning will be? I do think it's a little bit more complicated than just him automatically getting that waiver cleared, however, by the way. We're talking Johnny Juzang with college basketball expert and Aaron Torres, also a host for Fox Sports Radio. And he's only, I think, 15 minutes away from UCLA's campus where he grew up. And so he's a local product, like you said, played a lot of AAU ball with a lot of UCLA Bruins, is very familiar with the territory. 
Why do you think he left Kentucky, Aaron? Yeah, you know, it's really funny, right? And, and so I've done a lot of Kentucky coverage. I wrote a book about Kentucky basketball. And usually when a kid leaves, um, usually when a kid leaves, you know, the, the, the natural inclination is, oh, he's quote-unquote not good enough or he's not tough enough to stick it out here. Because the one thing about Kentucky, John Calipari makes it no secret that he is always recruiting and he is always going to bring in players to compete with you. And Kentucky, not that I'm saying other programs, including UCLA, aren't like this, but Kentucky is very much sink or swim. And there is this mentality at Kentucky that if you're, quote, unquote, not a one and done, that you're going to get recruited over, you're going to get lost in the shuffle. I don't know that I believe that, especially this season where Nick Richards, Ashton Hagens, and Emmanuel Quickly all three were sophomores or juniors. All three are probably going to be drafted. So I don't know that I believe that necessarily. But what I would say is, is that, you know, I think there was two factors. I think one, you know, Johnny Juzang, I, I don't think it was he was quote unquote too soft or he couldn't handle it. I think that he, he, he wanted to get close to home. As I said, um, you know, he, he reclassified. So he moved up his enrollment he was supposed to be a high school player in the class of 2020 but when he reclassified he still showed up probably about six weeks after the rest of the team I'm not saying he didn't get along or he didn't like the guys but he was behind the eight ball from there he's 3,000 miles away from home his family really couldn't get out to see him and I think this coronavirus really did have an impact on him in the sense that under a normal circumstance the NCAA tournament by now would be done, but no matter what happens with Johnny Juzang, he would still be on campus at Kentucky taking classes, and maybe the coaching staff, maybe being around his buddies, um, maybe he would want to stay. But I think being home in California, having people pulling at him, having people say, you know, it's great to have you home, or and I'm not implying anybody told him to leave Kentucky. But I think being back home because of the coronavirus made it easier to say, you know what, this is where I feel like I should be. Let me see what my options are here on the West Coast. When he announced that he was leaving, I said right away, I said, it's going to be a Pac-12 team or a Gonzaga, San Diego State type team. He's not going to go anywhere back east. And it was funny because you know how the internet is when he announced his final five or six or whatever it was. And he had Villanova in there, Notre Dame in there. People are coming at me. Oh, Torres, you said he was only going back to the West coast, blah, blah, blah. Well, I was right. He wanted to get back home and it was at UCLA. I think there were other schools that he certainly considered, um, but UCLA was the choice. He's back home and whether he plays next year or not, he won't be far from his family, won't be far from his support system, and he'll obviously be playing for a great program at UCLA. That's what I love about Aaron Torres. He always shuts down the haters. He's so good about that. He's well, good about reminding I shut people. them down with facts. That, you know, people <laughs> yeah. try to come at me with this BS, and I just give them information, and then they get mad. And, you know, the crazy thing about we, what we do, Brian, is, you know, information changes all the time, right? You might want wings for dinner. You get to the restaurant, you see a hamburger on the menu, you decide to get a hamburger. It doesn't mean when you told me an hour ago that you're going to get wings for dinner that you weren't at that moment planning on getting wings for dinner. So when I, whenever I report something, whenever I say something, I don't say it without having facts and information based upon it, but sometimes the information changes. So it was funny when uh, all this happened and, oh, Torres, you said, he, well, did he commit to Villanova? Did he commit to Notre Dame? Because I'm pretty sure he's a brewer and he's coming back to the West Coast. That is why you need to follow Aaron Torres, Aaron underscore Torres on Twitter. He gives it to you straight. 
And, and I'm with you, Aaron. I wonder that because the NCAA tournament is such a plateau for guys to showcase their abilities to the next level, not having that sort of pedestal for a guy like Johnny who might have had a game or two where he exploded and all of a sudden he, he changes his stance within the rotation. Also, the quarantine, guys are just left in their thoughts right now. It's, yeah. it's a time where, like you said, they're, they're questioning where they are, their lives. And sometimes when people overthink things, not saying that that was exactly why Johnny decided to you know, transfer to UCLA, but do you find that when people are in these states where we're kind of confined to our homes that we start doubting what's going on in our lives and, and that whole level of second-guessing ourselves, that kind of comes about not just for basketball players and yeah. their status on a team, but humans in general. Well, what I always say is, and what I always say on all my podcasts on my radio show, athletes are going through the same thing right now that you are. Most of them do not have, you know, we heard Giannis Antetokounmpo say the other day, he doesn't have access to a hoop right now. Um, you know, I've talked to a bunch of uh, NBA draft prospects right now that under normal circumstances, they'd be training at the Mamba Academy or one of these great facilities. And I'm not kidding when I say, I've talked to two or three kids that their workouts right now are basically going to the track down at the high school yep. and doing push-ups and sit-ups in the garage. And so that's where everybody is at. Everybody is trying to figure out a way to pass this time to get through this moment in time. Um, and I think that could have played a role with Johnny Juzang. I think, you know, and, and it's like you said, if Kentucky goes to the Final Four, yep. if Kentucky, you know, if they go on an incredible run and, and he hits a couple big shots yep. and maybe he's not quite ready for the NBA, um, you know, but but he is now kind of a, a more established guy at Kentucky. Maybe things are a little bit different there. I, I, I you know, I think it's a totally great point by you, Brian. Um, but what I would also say was, I do think that the, the, the distance was a factor. Um, I do think that if he wasn't an NCAA tournament hero or whatever, he probably would have come back home. Because I think even if you're home, whether it's for the quarantine or not, I just think that idea of getting on a plane, flying 3,000 miles back the other way, so far from friends and family, I think that weighed on him. And, oh, by the way, he had a couple great choices here on the West Coast. I thought he was going to stay in Southern California. I thought it was going to be USC, UCLA uh, all along. Uh, UCLA was out – or USC, excuse me, was out of the running. And it's not as though UCLA isn't a great, great, great option, obviously, as you know and your whole audience knows. So – uh, you know, for him, could it have been different if there was an NCAA tournament? Absolutely. But I think the fact that, like you said, he is home, he has been home, he's with his friends, he's with his family, I think all of that is part of this as well. That's Aaron Torres, the voice of college basketball host for Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian Fenley. This is Locked On Bruins. And we even had TJ Leaf on, thanks to you, Aaron, on, on the podcast earlier today. And he said he doesn't even really have an opportunity to get shots up. Really? Like he's conditioning, he's biking, you know, he's lifting and all these things. And a lot of NBA players and college basketball guys are having a hard time finding places to work out. Now, I looked at the stats from Johnny Juzang, and certainly you've watched him over the course of his opening initial campaign, his season with Kentucky, and the, the stats are pedestrian, three points per game, but why might that be deceiving, and what is he best at on the court? He's an elite three-point shooter, um, you know, and the one thing about Kentucky and I love Cal, you know, I think Cal is a great, he's a Hall of Famer, I think he's great at what he does, but he does tend to have a short leash if you can't make shots. And he has this saying, you don't have to make all of them, but you got to at least make some. 
but it does feel like he has a shorter leash with some guys than others. And, and, and to frankly, there's no rhyme or reason why. And I can tell you that that is a frustration with Calipari, with Kentucky fans of it seems like certain guys can get away with whatever and certain guys can't. And so with Johnny Juzang, look, I think the bottom line is very simply this. Like I said a minute ago, former top 40 recruit, I didn't say that part, uh, really talented player, had offers from Kansas and Virginia and Oregon and UCLA coming out of high school. So it's not as though he couldn't have played at these schools as is, but he gets to Kentucky late. He's behind the eight ball. Um, you know, he's not an insane athlete. And so because of it, maybe a little step behind, literally and figuratively, defensively. And so I just don't think that really until late in the season when injuries foul trouble, one kid left the program. I don't think he really got out of John Calipari's doghouse until John Calipari had no choice but to play him. And I'm not saying that's Johnny Juzang's fault. You know, let's not get mistaken here. Um, you know, sometimes it's the player's fault. Sometimes a coach just doesn't have faith in you the way that, you know, your little league coach doesn't have faith in you or your boss doesn't have faith in you. And so I only bring that up because, um, you know, there were a lot of Kentucky fans that wanted to see Johnny Juzang get more minutes, more playing time, whatever. Um, and I think he can be good at UCLA, uh, I think, as a secondary scorer. And I think the fact that, you know, if, if he gets eligible next year, he very much has a skill – that that program needs, which is, of course, three-point shooting. So uh, not an elite defender, but a great three-point shooter, a rhythm shooter, needs to be able to get confident in his three-point shooting. So I'll be fascinated to see, one, if he gets eligible, but, two, he's an elite knockdown shooter, uh, and I think he'll be good for UCLA whenever. And he's got to – you know, he's, he can score at all three levels, mid-range, um, you know, get to the rim, all that stuff. But he is best known as a three-point shooter. But the thing is, like everybody else – he needs to have confidence, and once he gets confident, he gets going. I don't think he ever really had that confidence at Kentucky this year. Maybe some of it's on him. Maybe some of it's on the coach. I'm not blaming one side or the other. That's just my opinion. You spoke just a moment ago, Aaron, about coaches having faith in a player or not, and, and no knock on Steve Alford, but he did not see, I think, the gifts that Chris Smith had that Mick Cronin is seeing out of Chris Smith. And because of that, Chris Smith – was named the Pac-12 Conference's most improved player this year. And now he is at least testing the waters here in the NBA draft. And we don't know whether this is something where he's actually going to go or he just wants to get a grade. And certainly I know you have an opinion on where he stands in, in that whole process. But assuming that Chris Smith stays, you have released your own preseason top 25 college basketball poll. So assuming Chris Smith stays and assuming that Johnny is able to be eligible right away how does that change your stance of where the Bruins are next season in the preseason top 25 poll you have you're saying assuming Christmas stays at UCLA right yes. not stays in the draft yes yeah no I mean they would be the most talented team as the rosters are constructed right now I think pretty much by far on paper in the Pac-12 uh, Arizona, I think their talent level is going to be down next year. Oregon is going to be down. I just think USC would be pretty talented next season with Evan Mobley joining Isaiah Mobley. You know, at that point, I almost wonder if you wonder, does does UCLA have too many guys at that point with Johnny Juzang coming in, Dacia Nix, the point guard, Jalen Clark, another Compton Magic player who knows Johnny Juzang well. Um Sometimes you can have too many guys. And so I'm not saying that it would hurt the program or there would be 
strife in the locker room. But, I mean, at that point, you're talking about a pretty legitimate nine, ten-man rotation. I mean, if you think about Tiger Campbell, David Singleton, Jules Bernard, Cody Riley, Jalen Hill, Jake Kyman, Jamie, uh, Jaime Jaquez, that's seven, and I might be missing somebody else, plus two freshmen, plus Johnny Juzang. That's a ten-man rotation right there of guys that think they can play and are going to want to play. So it would be – oh, I don't think I mentioned Chris Smith. So that'd be 11 if, I, if my math is not is not mistaken. So that is a really talented roster. Um, and whether it's 10 men, 11 men, whatever, um, you know, I think that will be an issue for Mick Cronin. It will be how do I balance the playing time? How do I get all my guys on the floor, this and that? So it's a good problem to have, but that would be – and I'm telling you, with Chris Smith, that would be, in my opinion, by far – the most talented roster in the Pac-12 next year. And we'd see, you know, is it a detriment? Is it a crutch? Or does it work out nicely for the Bruins, who obviously had a nice little seven-man rotation by the end of the year, maybe eight with Prince Ali. Uh, but that's a lot of talent on that roster. Aaron Torres joins us here on Locked on Bruins. You can hear him on Fox Sports Radio Saturday nights with Arnie Spaniard, 8 p.m., Pacific on, of course, Saturday. A great listen, a great follow on Twitter, Aaron underscore Torres. My last question for you, Aaron, is assuming, let's just say that Christmas doesn't come back. Might this have been a move in bringing Johnny Juzang to UCLA that Mick Cronin thought, well, if Chris Smith does feel compelled to leave and go to the draft, this is a way to help us make sure that we don't really lose a lot with the chances of Smith going to the, the league and playing. It's such a great question. I, I, I thought of that as this news kind of broke. Um, I have no insight into what Chris Smith wants to do. My guess is I don't even think McCronin has any idea what Chris Smith wants to do. And I think that's one thing that I, I think a lot of fans would be surprised by, is especially now with kids not on campus, um, I think there's a lot of coaches that are trying to figure out what their players that are, you know, considering the draft actually want to do. Um, it's not this thing where the coach and the player are necessarily always in communication. I don't know the deal with Chris Smith and Mick Cronin, so I'm not implying one way or the other. Um, could Johnny Juzang be insurance? Absolutely. But I think even if he isn't, he has a skill set that this program very much lacked last season, which was three-point shooting, shooting that could stretch a defense. And so certainly he could be a little bit of insurance, assuming that he does get eligible for next season. But even beyond that, he does have a unique skill that not a lot of guys in the program have. Um, and so because of it, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say, but I <laughs> yeah. think the skill set is very unique and it's something that UCLA needed anyway. And it kind of all worked out well. And by the way, I'm sure that's just part of what the pitch was and part of why Johnny Juzang did in fact decide to join the Bruins. And I think college basketball enthusiasts would enjoy that. Like you said, for, for UCLA, as good of a three-point shooter as he is, I think they're going to use that and, and really benefit from that. The Bruins need that a whole lot. You said that, Aaron. And when I talk about college basketball enthusiasts, they need to follow Aaron Torres. He's got a great podcast out there. Give us a sense of some of the guests that you've been bringing on because I feel like you have this long list of of guys in your green room that you have yeah. come on your show and it's just like a-lister after a-lister yeah uh earlier i had uh, earlier this week i had Obi top of the national player of the year uh i had jim calhoun the hall of famer last week next week i'll actually have Payne pritchard big uh, pac-12 player of the year 
Um, he and I had some fun because I picked Oregon to finish fifth in the Pac-12 in the preseason, and Oregon fans never let me forget that. So, uh, so yeah, it's good, and I got some other guys lined up here in the future. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a fun time of year. And like you, Brian, just trying to pump out the good content, try to keep people engaged, interested. I had Mason Jones from Arkansas this year. Uh, this today, excuse me, who was runner-up for SEC Player of the Year. Fascinating story, by the way. You don't have to be an Arkansas fan to, to enjoy the interview. Uh, he was 270 pounds as a 6'5 kid. His junior year in high school looked in the mirror and said, this isn't what I want for my life. Wow. Started working out, started playing high school basketball as a, as a, as a senior, um, and then goes to junior college, ends up at Arkansas, and averages 22 points a game this year. So great uh, great interview, great idea, whatever. Uh, but it's been a fun couple of weeks just kind of tracking down fun people to talk to. Yeah, so follow Aaron on Twitter, Aaron underscore Torres, for all those stimulating interviews and great storytelling by Aaron. We really appreciate having you on this show. Your expertise certainly does rev up this program, and certainly with the news of Johnny Juzing moving to UCLA, fans are going to find your perspective and expertise very enlightening and very educational wise, very good. So Aaron, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, Brian.